Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community, and with me as always is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And J-Dimes is not here, and instead we have a, a, a third seat ringer. His name is Crofton. Say hi, Crofton. Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, happy to have you here, my man. Crofton was just on the Dad Chronicle. He is a podcaster as well, talking about uh, fatherhood and and uh, some other stuff that we'll get into. And uh, we'll let him introduce himself here in just a minute. But first of all, today's uh, episode 90, which is a big fucking deal, guys. First of all, let's give a round of applause for us because we deserve it. We yeah, deserve yeah. all of the accolades. Yes. No, everybody calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. 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 Settle down, audience. I couldn't uh, have done it without you guys. <laughs> <laughs> episode 90 november 2nd 2020 uh and and today we're talking about lists again uh, long live the king that just saved me 40 bucks uh, we know what tom nook and isabel do in their downtime and nintendo did exactly what they thought they would do to play some of the more graphics intensive games these topics a special guest which is crofton and we go to hell on this episode of joystick and mouse so Hello, guys. Uh, uh, Crofton, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, thanks, Alex. Uh, I'm sorry for those who made the effort to watch on Twitch. Uh, I do not have my camera working, but I'll have you know I was I was bopping and dancing to the theme song. Oh, good. It's quite a quite a banger. Yes, uh, a banger, as the kids say. I'm glad to hear you use that term. Yeah, I'm I'm young. Yes. Um, it, well, yes, absolutely. So uh, you are a podcaster. You were just on the Dad Chronicle uh, that released today. If you head over to thedadchronicle.com, you could hear that episode. Um, why don't you also take a moment and tell others kind of what you do? We'll give you. We'll also give you an opportunity at the end of the show to like really pimp your stuff. But like, if you had to introduce yourself, like, what would it be? All right, sweet. I will I will take you up on that opportunity later in the show. But yeah, I do two podcasts. Uh, one is a fatherhood geek, geek podcast, how to balance fatherhood with your geekly pursuits, video games, board games, you name it. That's uh, Dungeons and Diapers. And uh, it's, a, it's a good show. I do with a friend of mine called Ryan Murphy. And I do another show called Good, Bad or Bullshit with um, my two longtime friends. And we draw a random topic every week. Uh, from flip-flops to democracy to everything in between and we decide if it's good if it's bad or if it's bullshit and we take way longer to do that than you would think <laughs> well very <laughs> awesome man happy to have you here you are a gamer as well um and uh and, and looking forward to talking the news with you and before we really jump into the news i want to share something with you folks at home um i don't know if you're familiar but we have a uh, a, a youtube channel here for the network if you head over to incastmedianetwork.com, there's uh, there are a bunch of like all the podcast episodes that we do are up on there in in sort of a video format. Um, these episodes are there for you know future consumption. Like if you miss the show live on Twitch.tv/AlexAlbisu every Monday at 8 p.m., you can watch them there. Uh, but another thing that I've started to do is create parenting tips videos, and uh, I've released a new video of the baby's nursery. So if you guys uh, have been following our journey. We're due next week. Next Thursday, we have baby Jacob coming into this world. Super exciting. And I put up a video of the nursery tour that I wanted to share with you guys. So if you head over to incastmedianetwork.com, there's a link there to the YouTube page. Check it out. And uh, I, I provide some also some some thoughtful ideas on like what are some good things to look for as far as the nursery goes. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to make and, and it's been good feedback so far. 
Um, also, uh, a, another thing that you might notice is a little bit different. We're streaming at 1080p now, 60 frames a second, baby. That's because I was able to invest in a streaming PC. Yes, thank you, everybody out there who's uh, who's a supporter of what I do for uh, for this stuff helped pay for a lot of this. So um, thank you again for everybody's support, and that means that we have better ways to deliver content to you. So just wanted to give everybody at home a quick thank you. Now um, you can see my avatar picture at 60 frames. Yes, look how quickly he's moving, everybody. Wow, the frame rates are just beautiful. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Um, Diddy, we have a, 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 a an email from Alex Dukes who wrote in. We are going to be talking about this actual topic later on in the yeah, show, though. So, any, anything you want to say? Timely. Anything you want to say prior to us getting to that segment, or do we want to keep Alex uh, listening to the whole thing? And uh, yeah, we'll, 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 later. we'll we'll keep Alex in our pocket until, and I'll I'll read the email when we get to the get to the segment. Love it. All right. Um. Yeah. It was. Uh, he he um he happened to uh, walk uh, right into the. <laughs> Walk yeah. right into the topic that that was like the big news for cloud gaming this week. Yeah, it's a it's pretty pretty cool. So stick around for that. Before we jump into the news, though, Crofton alerted me about some kind of a uh, dad versus daughter story. Do you want to share that with us, Crofton? Yeah, uh, just so my my daughter's six, right? And I've been I've been like playing games with her past you know couple of years it's something that we do kind of as a bonding experience and in canada where i am like weather is shitty most of the time so it's a good good idea to have some sort of indoor stuff um and i think you know when it comes to screen time it's like if you're sharing that experience with your daughter it, it it's it's not just regular like sticker in front of tv as a babysitter type deal so anyway um i've been looking forward to her getting good at games like or being able to play them by herself she watches me a lot which is fun she's like my personal twitch but but i i really really wanted her to get into it well she's finally gotten into a game and it turns out it's it's uh it's mario sunshine which to me is like the dark souls of mario games <laughs> like it, it's like brutally difficult and uh and that for some reason is the one that she wants to play all the time and i'm like let's play mario galaxy how about this look look it's really shiny and pretty and uh, and she's like no i want to play the beach one and i, I can't blame God, her but we're like brutal. we're constantly yanking at the controllers now and and trying to ar we're arguing she's like me and my brother were back in the day can i have a turn no 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 it's my turn and that is hilarious so, yeah yeah, I mean it's it's fun, it's fun, but at the same time, I never would have picked Mario Sunshine, which I missed entirely. I, I, I never played that when uh, when it was on GameCube, and uh, so this is my first experience to, with it. And I'm like, man, this game is hard. It is, and yeah, I you know I never played it either. A friend of mine had it, and I would watch him play it like when we were kids, or you know, when, I forgot when the game actually came out. We might not have been kids, kids, but like I watched him play it. Uh, and I remember that that little um, mechanic of like aiming the the freaking hose was really yeah. really hard to do. Um, it's even harder now. Supposedly they had analog triggers on those GameCube controllers. Now it's like it's it's they only have two ways of shooting the water. Like uh, you can't control the pressure like you used to. And I played it like I just picked it up in a, in a demo station I think on GameCube at the time. But I remember it funny. enough to know the difference. 
So it's 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 crazy. Uh, it's crazy to me that that is the thing she sunk her teeth into. But it is really really fun seeing yeah. like the excitement and joy in her eyes and the open um, the open environment that that town is Delfino Square. I think it yeah. is at the beginning. She can like run around and do a bunch of stuff in kind of like a safe environment there. Um, and that's fun. It's Dude, that's cool rad. So, so how proud are you that like your daughter's playing video games at that level? I was trying to st- explain to my wife that I was proud about this tonight. Like we were just doing bedtime. I'm like, you know, Gwen's making some really big strides on the video game front. And I can see my wife's like, who gives a shit? And I'm, I'm like, no, it's really impressive. She did like a side jump and then used the pack. And oh man, it was really good. Oh, I love but, it, yeah, man. I yeah, love it. It's, it. It, it is fun, but at the same time, I wish it could have been another game. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is like it's kind of that redheaded stepchild of some of the of some of the Mario games. But I thought it was really rad, and I think it's cool. So uh, I love hearing. But but yeah, Gal- I would think Galaxy or Odyssey or something would be way more approachable for somebody her age. But good for her. Well, so. Galaxy had a co-op mode where yes. somebody can collect the stars. Yeah, it's super cool. And Odyssey has obviously the hat co-op mode. Yeah. Um, and so she has been playing those modes. And so because we've been going backwards in time, we're oh. now with the first Mario that does not have a co-op mode. So her choice was either to watch me or to play herself. And that's what it took to, I think, push her over the edge. That's cool. By the way, is is saying it Mario, is that a Canadian thing? How do you say it? Mario. Am I saying Mar- Mar- Mario? Mario? Saying- no, 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 because I, so people I say think Mario. it's a Canadian thing. Is it a Canadian thing? Okay. Do you say tomato or tomato? Uh, I say tam- tamato. I'm just you kidding. I say tomato. <laughs> you were sitting there for a second like, I see tomato food. too. Yeah. Do you see bagel or buy bagel? Bagel. I say, oh, uh, or, or basil or, or basil like in Europe and basil. Or, well, I guess specifically like the UK, they say basil. I don't know. Diddy does, does Beck say Mario or Mario? Mario. Beck's I always hurt Mario. All right. Oh man. I'm going to be thinking about this f- for a long time. Uh, you got to ask uh, Ryan what he says. Yeah, I'll have to That's pay Brian attention. That's Brian and Bo and uh, all those guys, like what they say. I'd be curious. Anyway. Maybe I'm just dumb. No, I mean, you're probably not dumb because I hear people <laughs> saying it. It's not I like you're the only one. Say that. Yeah, it's not, yeah, you're not the only one saying it's it. It's not unusual. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, now I this is a new, new. Hey, oh, actually, we're talking about America, Canada thing. Just a quick Halloween quiz for you guys. Sure. Does uh, does Coffee Crisp exist in the States? No, but that sounds amazing. No. Okay. Crispy no, right. coffee. But because like my wife's that. Canadian, I know what all these things are. What is it? I've never heard of <laughs> does this. Mar- does Mars Bar exist? Candy bar. No. No. Mars not Bar's anymore. Bar they, we used to have Mars Bars. But yeah, I know anymore. what that is, though. Oh, by the way, uh, so here's the big here's the big candy candy snafu in our house. Yeah. Smarties are what you guys call rockets. What? Yes. Shut up! Really? For us, Smarties are what you guys call rockets, and what Smarties are for you guys basically are M and M's for us. 
Well, M&Ms are better Smarties for us. Like Smarties are the cheap ones that get this. But um, Alex, uh, the the Smarties for us are are little chocolate uh, candies. Yeah, they're covered in. So Smarties are, and honestly, like we get the, we got this big box of like it was Kit Kats, uh, M- uh, Kit Kat Smarties, um, Coffee Crisp, and uh, what's the last one? Uh, I've I never forget, heard of any of those. You you haven't heard of Kit Kat? Oh no no Kit Kat yes yes. But See, do, it, do you guys do Reese's like, up there? Oh god yes. Oh yeah. Do we what Reese's? Oh yeah Reese's yeah, Reese's. yeah. okay yeah Thank Reese's otherwise everything Reese's yeah no and, and it's sort of What's like it's the, what else is different? Arrow bars. Arrow bars we do not. Have. Oh arrow bars are awesome. You ever had a mint arrow? I tell you out of yeah, this the world. mint arrows are really good. All, all this is foreign to me. Yeah, well, uh, it is technically foreign. It is. Uh, it is. It yeah. is foreign candy. No, you're right. You're right. It, That's funny. Well, uh, hope everybody out there had a great Halloween. We pretty much just stayed put. We're trying to be a little bit yeah, we safe here. We for, did not this year. We Sorry. just put a bowl Sorry. out and let them let them have at it. So, but we don't even get too many trick or treaters here know, in, in the neighborhood. We neighborhoods. thought about that, and then we figured, you know what, some dipshit will come along and just take all the candy <laughs> anyways yeah so we i mean we only had a few people come through so it really wasn't that bad but at when it, the later it gets it's like okay eight o'clock rolls around i'm bringing the bowl in because otherwise some kids are gonna run up not wearing any costumes or anything just looking for candy like and we're just gonna do that you know anyway uh so hope everybody had a great halloween and uh and hopefully it's a little bit more you know interesting next year <laughs> with COVID and everything but with that guys why don't we go ahead and uh let's cut the music and why don't we jump right into the news it's time for the news all right first up i've got it uh uh, uh bah, bah, bah. here it is ah we love a good list we already know 2020 has been a banner year for video games with everyone being shut in for so much time but the verge came up with the top 10 reasons why it's a great time for games. So we take a look at what they said and see if we agree. So why don't we switch over to this article right now and uh, and talk a little bit about it. So The Verge's article here, I think, is a, is a pretty good one and has some good... Uh, and I'm putting it here in the chat if anybody else wants to kind of follow along. Uh, they have some good ideas on some some big games from this year talking about things like animal crossing this one right here which i thought was an interesting one genshin impact i've seen uh stuff around you know around it but i haven't i don't know too much about it but you know just before we really dive into some of this gentlemen like what have been some highlights for you this year just out the gate for uh for video games in 2020 I, I can go, go first. Yeah, go for or, it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, all right. Uh, first off, number one highlight is the photo on the top of the Verge article of this of this guy in virtual reality just going nuts. He's having a blast, and I appreciate that. Um, that's but, actually a picture of me. That's literally how I play VR, everybody. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I'll say like 
this is dead on in terms of 2020 for me has been a time uh, that I have sort of, not that I ever lost my love of video games, but it has really reinforced it in, in a rough year. And, you know, I mentioned the stuff with my daughter and we've had great, great experiences. Um, Animal Crossing, which I had never, ever played before, it was not in my interest sphere, ended up like taking up such a huge part of uh, my life. And when I said that uh, Mario Sunshine was the first game my daughter played, I omitted obviously Animal Crossing. I consider that a bit of a different game because you're not controlling a 3D camera. You're just kind of like walking around. It's it's much easier. So she was all over that. And it like, you know, we had our, our two jobs, two kids. It served as a babysitter a little bit at certain points too. And really like if I made a list of the most important games in my life, in my entire life, Animal Crossing would probably be a big one. So that was definitely a big, a big thing for me. And then just personally, like, um, we haven't been able to leave the house really. So it's been a lot of, a lot of games. I played, uh, some, uh, virtual reality games earlier this year. I, I got into, uh, Half-Life Alex. I really, really enjoyed that. And then, uh, um, a couple of like meaty single player games, including Ghost of Tsushima, that I really you know put a lot of lot of time in uh, yeah. uh, th- this year. So I just for me, it's been a real. Uh, did we lose Crofton? I, uh, did we lose him? Uh, we still got you, Diddy. Hold on. Okay. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, no, sorry. I, I guess I got a glitch or something. Oh no, you're good. You're good. You were talking about Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, I just uh, sorry. I was to oh, okay. conclude the thought. To conclude the thought, like, um, uh, you know, when Cyberpunk gets here, I'll be really glad to play that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that'll be the cherry on top of a, a a great year. But just this year has been uh, otherwise completely shitty, but in the world of video games has been super uh, awesome. And in particular for me, the Nintendo Switch has really been a big one this year. The last game that I, I would just give a shout out to is uh, is Paper Mario, the Origami uh, mm. King. Uh, my 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 daughter and I played that all the way through. We like a hundred percent of that game. Uh, and uh, I, again, I had never played a Paper Mario before, but just being home with my daughter and having those experiences has been great. So yeah, awesome year. Yeah, dude, I'll echo a lot of what you just said, especially with your kids, right? Like playing with, with my three and a half year old. Animal Crossing is a really good one. Um, I've talked about about it kind of on this show. I won't go into too much of it, but I think that that has been a, a stellar example of a of a wonderful distraction from the shit that happened in 2020. Um, so, uh, Diddy, how about you? I, I've put a lot of hours in Animal Crossing. I know you have. Yeah, man, it's uh, um, you know, it's one of the things too. I've always gotten burned out on that game really quick, but this time around i haven't I've, it's been really uh really engaging uh and, and you know I, i've done like terraforming of my island and stuff which i never did before wow never got that in but so i didn't i uh, yeah you know the thing in this article that that really struck me and something i actually hadn't thought about though was um they're talking about how the biggest games and the ones that are most popular are more than just games how they transcend the video game market into other markets and become your entertainment. Yep. Um, I know for me, it's Overwatch and it's World of Warcraft. I watch Overwatch League 
all the time. I'll turn it on as opposed to football even. Um, I've had it on instead of English Premier League, which is, you know, my favorite sport. Um, not only that, you know, I'm starting to follow the teams and the and the leagues and, and that kind of that kind of thing in Overwatch. And then World of Warcraft, my favorite thing to watch on TV is the Mythic Dungeon Challenges. These things are fantastic. Where the, the two teams race each other through a Mythic Dungeon. Those are amazing. They're just very amazing things. The guys are so good. And I know we've talked about this before. Esports is exactly the same as athletic sports. They're identical. You're watching somebody that's better than you doing something that you really enjoy. Yeah. And for me, that kind of thing, I've watched so many videos now on on the people and the games and the teams and the, you know, the behind the scenes of, of certain game of other games and stuff. Now uh, this year where I probably wouldn't have had the time to watch those kinds of things before, but because we're shut in all the time, it's true, man. You got time to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Twitch is another uh, thing that they mentioned on here. Like what you were talking about that, that social aspect where, yeah. um, well, and actually, they talk about it, uh, how uh, there's a few pieces of this article that kind of uh, struck a chord with me. And it was and it was, yeah, like games have become a de facto social space. Uh, if you look at games like like uh, Animal Crossing with the social aspect there, people spending time with each other on each other's islands and interacting that way. Games like Among Us, Fall Guys, yeah. real simple, like, simple games. Right. Yeah, like us getting together to play Jackbox games and Among yeah. Us and stuff. And, and for the, me lately, great. Yeah, lately for me, it's been Phasmophobia. Uh, so that has been such a fun way to kind of experience the Halloween spookiness with friends going into haunted houses and finding ghosts and dealing with that whole thing. Uh, Diddy casually ignores my texts when I coax him to try to play. That's fine. I was busy playing my new game. Thank you're, you very you're much. You're busy being scared. It's okay. It's okay. I was playing my new game. So we. So. The world. But in all seriousness, I think that those are some some games that aren't like triple A titles. I mean, Animal Crossing is, but like some of these other ones where you were like, "Where did this one come from?" That are just surprise hits and and really the fu the fundamental uh, piece of it is that social aspect. Another thing that they talk about, though, is this whole VR piece, talking about how virtual reality has really hit a stride in, in gaming. Now, you were talking about Half-Life Alex there for a second, um, Crofton. For for you, um, are you really into like the VR games in general, or was that kind of your first foray? Oh, no, I have actually, like, I got the first Oculus Rift sort of commercial model. Like, my friend got the even developmental kit he's big early adopter i got it oh, when wow. it was like baked you know like yeah. uh, the version 1.0 if you will and so I've, I've got these sensors set up so that um i have the full sort of 3d experience and all of this the oculus touch controllers which are insanely amazing i know they've been um surpassed by the index uh, controllers but still they're they're really awesome and so i have played i have played all the major vr titles that there are essentially to play uh up until this year where i've sort of fallen off a little bit it is a lot to set up 
it requires a sizable amount of physical energy. I know people will laugh at that, but like I have taken off my Oculus Rift headset many, many times, face coated in sweat. That's oh, totally. Great. It's great. It's like a good, if you want exercise, mm-hmm. you want a good workout, but there's something obviously to be said for crashing on the couch or, or, you know, relaxing with, with, with the game as opposed to doing sort of a full body workout. So yeah, no, I played a lot of games, um, prior to half-life Alex and when half-life Alex came out, like, and this is a controversial opinion, really, I, I, I never really understood the hype about half-life one or two. Like to me, they, oh, really? they were, I thought they were great games, but I didn't think they were that great. Like the top of all these lists all the time. Yeah. I'm like, ah, now I, I played both of them a little later than you would otherwise. But like, for me, I, I was never a huge half-life enthusiast. And so I felt half-life Alex, it was the same in the sense that it's, it took a lot of ideas that I had experienced in other VR games, but had the budget uh, to bring them all together. And that really that well was, uh, yeah. that was fun. That was fun. Like, so there'd be a lot of like, um, a, like I, I played this archery game called, um, uh, what is it in death? I think it was. And it's like a roguelike archery game. It's really fun in VR. And you throw this little crystal to teleport around. And uh, a lot of like the feeling of, of moving your weapon and all of that was the same as in half-life Alex, but the in death world was very sterile. Whereas the, the world of half-life, you could just like move stuff around and such. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I was into half-life Alex, uh, but I do think there's some other great and even great AAA experiences in VR. And I do oh, agree yeah. with the article that it's it's breaking out this year, which is great because VR has been on the cusp of breaking for the past. Like I've had this headset now since oh, I, I want to say 2015 or 16. Like it's been a while. And, and yeah, that's uh, not, I mean, that sounds the first Oculus. Right. Well, sorry, you had the Oculus Quest or Rift? Rift. Oh, yeah. Like 2015, 16, something like that. Yeah, and For like sure. when I I got I got it, and I was um, what was the killer app at the time? Like Super Hot, which is an awesome game, and oh, Robo Recall so were the two the two like, and they still to this day are amazing. Um, but but uh, you know there was no Beat Saber yet. There was none of none of these games that became a little right. They, they, um, push the bar further, further raise the profile more and more. But yeah, I, I I think that this year and being home and this winter in particular, with the Oculus Quest two doing the business that it's doing, I think that this time next year we will definitely be talking about great VR games. Yeah, and and that's something that we've talked a lot about on this show. It's like VR is kind of the the future as far as like uh, I would be surprised if in the next three to four years, like VR has already become more um obtainable perhaps is the word like people there it's it's easier it's becoming more and more uh, affordable so people are able to buy them and uh that that's a big deal right like i have one for my playstation like it's super cool it's it's kind of cumbersome but every single year we're seeing new strides in that department so you know I, i would be surprised if every game didn't have some kind of a VR mode or compatible mode or something in, uh, and it's when do you jump on board, right? Like when do you jump? What is the moment? And people worry about that because, you know, we're in a generation where you get a new phone every year or a new, new this or that. But when you buy a console in particular, you know, you're in for a certain hall, right? It feels like the Oculus. It's like, there's always a new one. So I'm, I'm, 
I'm hopeful that the Oculus Quest too will be the one that will people will be like, all right, this is this is what I'm, I'm jumping in on because the market's being fragmented. You have all these companies offering their different headsets, and then they're they're incrementally improving year over year. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the uh, the, the term screen door effect, but like mm-hmm. that. No. Yeah. That is essentially, uh, it's like if you take a screen, like your phone looks really great. It looks really high res, but then you hold it right up to your eyes and then you start seeing you start seeing the screen. It's like looking through a screen door. And my Oculus, um, my Oculus first edition like has that. So, you know, I, even though I don't need a new VR headset, really, when I read about the improvements of resolution, I think about Half-Life Alex. In Half-Life Alex, if I pick up a bottle uh, from a desk and I look at it and it's got a label. I can't necessarily read the label. It's a bit like playing in a CRT TV almost as opposed to an HD TV. And so I'm, I'm stoked to, uh, to eventually um, have that resolution where when you look, when you put on the headset, it's, it, it's sharp and crisp. I don't have that yet. I don't know if the Oculus quest two is it, but once that hits, I think people will be really excited. No, I think so that's I, a big deal. I have, I have, a bit of trepidation going to VR now because because I I was pretty underwhelmed with my experience with the with the um PlayStation. Yeah the PlayStation uh, VR is pretty VR. Yeah. It, it's cool. It's okay, but you know I it didn't it's not immersive. Yeah it didn't you know knock my socks off and so I'm very reluctant to spend that kind of money on another system. And d- now d- I might because I have the PC that can handle it now. And right. And so I, I might try Oculus Quest too. What I would say, Diddy, to, to that just is is a good point because uh, and it, it and it is one that is hard to get away from first impressions. My friend who I mentioned who bought the, who was the early adopter on the um on that kit um he is kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not into it. And like when he got that, when he got that kit, not only was it unfinished, but the only thing available to him to play were kind of like, you know, janky prototypes of things, right? Like it wasn't out. That's sort of where I was when it first came out was there wasn't a lot to play and it was sort of right. So the experience you got playing them was meh at at best. But then that impression is set and it's really tough to get, get, you know, back on the horse and, and especially the touch controllers. Like I can't like, you know, my, um, my friend has never used the touch controllers. And I say t- like, so I'm like, how did you engage with VR? He's like, well, I had my Xbox 360 control pad. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Like when you have those control one for one, like, do you remember how excited we were when the, we had the said that you'd be able to sword fight and it would be like a lightsaber or the yeah. Wii motion plus. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, now it's one for one motion or whatever. Well, that's what VR touch controllers deliver. They deliver that. And nobody even talks about it. Cause they're so it's so far down the the list of awesome things that that it delivers so i i would say that um that trying it with those controllers makes a big difference i have never tried playstation uh, vr so i i can't speak to it i think it's I on the bottom rung of it yeah uh, that's my say. impression but uh it's I, not I, bad uh, though like that's this is the thing i really enjoy mine but i don't go out of my way to play it all the time but i'm glad i have it so it, there's there's that 
I also don't have firsthand experience owning an Oculus or a, a Vive or, or anything like that. So, I, but but you know, the cool thing of talking about this this article again and, and what they highlight. It, you know, they, they do talk about some specific titles and other things that are important uh, this year. And I would encourage uh, the, the readers at home to or the readers, the listeners at home to to read this article rather and to, to look at the fundamental things that, that they talk about. You know, we've kind of pretty much highlighted a majority of the titles that they mentioned talking about games like like Animal Crossing Among Us um, so those are those are some highlights for it in Ghost of Tsushima and others. Uh, so I would encourage you guys to read this, but look at the 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 underlying themes that are brought out here, especially around things like VR, uh, creating a more social atmosphere from gaming, uh, and um, and what was it? Oh, Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo going in their own direction and kind of what that means for them. But the other piece for me was was the PC gaming is in such a great spot right now. And I would agree. Um, oh, yes. You know, I think that there's one other thing that's really worth leaning into for just a second. And that is cloud gaming. We have an entire segment on this show called Full Stream Ahead. At where we talk about the latest in cloud gaming. I don't want to spend too much time on it from this article because it would just kind of be rehashing everything that we've ever talked about. But just the fact that it was called out is worth mentioning again. This is going to be the last generation of physical consoles. I, I will say it again. We won't see another Xbox or a PlayStation after this. It will all be cloud gaming. It will be a subscription-based service. And the fact that we're laying the foundation and we're starting to see all this coming out in 2020, I give it four or five years until all that happens. Guarantee it. It's got, it's got, that's got to be the yeah, direction right. that they go. Yeah. We've said that. Yeah. So I I, I'm glad to see that uh, kind of called out in this article. Um, so why don't we move on? Uh, Diddy, you've got the next article. All right. There have been challengers but the MMO king still reigns supreme. This is no more evident than with the news this week that Shadowlands, the upcoming World of Warcraft expansion, has more pre-sales than every other expansion in WoW's 16-year history. Amazing. What will it take to knock WoW off its throne? Can it be knocked off, and will anything ever capture the magic that World of Warcraft has? So... I found, I, when I read this, I couldn't believe it. That the expansion that's coming, Shadowlands, is the best-selling pre-sales. So pre-sales is not total sales, but pre-sales uh, of an expansion ever for World of Warcraft. This, this game is 16 years old. It's 16 years old this month. I just, I, I was flabbergasted when I read this. I, yep. It just was amazing. Um, I've been in the beta. I've played it a little bit. Try not to play too much so I don't spoil it. But I will say this. The things that I've played are fun. This is a, they've done an excellent job. It, it's, the stories are really good. The gameplay is really fun. I like what they've done with the classes. Um, the hunter plays much more like a hunter than instead of a spellcaster, which is the way it used to play. Love it. So I, 
I'm really happy with it so far. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes when it's live. We actually haven't had our pre-launch event yet. What that um, happens next week, right? Yeah, but that and that's coming, so we will see what that's like. Yeah, so but, uh and I've said it before, this is the if you're ever interested in playing World of Warcraft and you never played it before, you're like, I can't get into that. It's too time yeah. consuming. Guarantee it. Now it's a totally now's the time different to do it. yeah, totally different experience. I would this is the best time to jump into World of Warcraft. Diddy and I have been playing together for a very long time. Crofton, do you play? So I am your target audience here in that I have never played World of Warcraft. And I, I, I just want to, you know, caveat that by saying that um, I was, when it released in 2004, I was on sort of a backpacking trip and I actually worked on an MMO uh, prior to uh, going on said trip. And I, everybody was talking about World of Warcraft. It was going to be, you know, the EverQuest killer. EverQuest 2 was going to come out at the same time. Everybody was excited. People were playing Final Fantasy XI a lot at the time as well. Um, and, then, uh, and then I came back and, you know, everybody was into War World of Warcraft. And I felt that I had missed the boat because they were all, you know, advanced at this point. And I, oh, sure. I, was, I was not. Also... I didn't really understand a lot about like how story was delivered, how how these expansion packs that came out regularly, like how could somebody like a new player like myself jump into this game that has such such history? And then when they announced WoW Classic, I I said, okay, well this must be it. Like I can I can go in from from the beginning, and that way you know I'll, I'll be able to follow. So I'm wondering if there's a lot of people that got excited by WoW Classic and were like, oh. You know, I'd like to get back into the game and this reignited my interest in it. And therefore, I'm going to pre-order the latest expansion. Like the number, the sales number, Stiddy is right. That's crazy that they have this pre-order, these pre-order numbers. Like something must have contributed to it. And 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 aside from, you know, the clusterfuck that is 2020 and us all being at home, like I think it, I think it must be that people are getting exposed to WoW again somehow. I don't know if it's wild classic or or maybe it's something else but that's i i have yet to play yeah i think that it's so wow classic i think was more of a nostalgia trip rather than people seeing it as an opportunity to jump in and here's why if you look at the state that wow classic is in it is playing just like it did when it released pretty much that means all of the quality of life stuff that you get in current world of warcraft is not there and like you know some of the the way that you can make money you know you get mounts and like all these other things so a game like shadowlands on the other hand this new expansion they did a level squish and they've made it so that each expansion is its own story and that you can level from one to 50 the max level in that story so you would experience the different timelines kind of like it per character that you kind of bring up. And that's the other thing that they focus on. They make it very obtainable to have different characters and have different play styles accessible at max level. And then on one hand, you have a lot of people that look at that like, oh, they're just catering to this casual crowd. And, oh, my, my hardcore, uh, uh, you know, sensibility is is attacked here. And to, to them, I say, you know, very kindly, fuck you. Uh, but to uh, the rest of us who enjoy playing a little more casually, um, you know, we see it as, as a really approachable way to get our friends into the game. 
We're trying to talk J-Dimes into doing it uh, because it really doesn't take much time to hit max level, but you still get a good sense of what you talked about before. What is the story and why do I care? You get that uh, being brought up into uh, into it as a new player. So I would, um, if there's ever a time for you to start playing Crofton and, and join in our our adventures within the Filthy Casuals uh, raid team and and be a part of that, it's right now. Right now. Just the first hit's free, Crofton. Just, just the first hit's free. Yeah. <laughs> just the first hit's free. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can't say I have not been interested in World of Warcraft. It's just like, again, it's, I knew the commitment that I would be getting into when, when sitting down. It's the same with Final Fantasy XIV. Very much interests oh, me as a game. So good. I've, I've heard great things about it. But, again, I just I cannot commit at this point. Maybe And maybe now is the time, honestly. I'm in between games right it's now. It's not – yeah. And commit is such a strong word, right? Yeah. When you when you think of a commitment to a game like World of Warcraft Classic, you think of a tremendous amount of time trying to bring up your character through the ranks and get to that max level, and it's a really cumbersome process. You know, granted, there's some some appreciation in that because it's there's something new, but I, I think that a lot of the ease of and simplicity that's been brought into World of Warcraft lately puts it in a much better place for it to be a less you know time commitment sort of a sort of a thing right um it it is way less of a commitment than than people think i think i guess there's few games now that have the monthly fee does world of warcraft yeah. still have it it does yep yeah it does. so I guess that's what I mean somewhat yeah, by the commitment. Gotcha. I'm like, I, I'm now like, okay, I'm speaking with my dollars. I'm financially in this month. I feel like I got to play this game because I'm paying for it um, and that sort of thing. So yeah. for me, it's a mental switch. It's the same with Game Pass. Like if I'm yeah. not playing anything on Game Pass, it's like uh, what that paying that monthly fee makes me uh, turn my brain on in a way that i wouldn't otherwise yeah you're not wrong sense. right like and that's that's been my thing i've had world of warcraft i've been subscribed and it was always it's like i could be playing other games but i'm subscribed to world of warcraft and it's actually saved me money in some months because i haven't gone out and bought a game but that's you know thinking about like the shift in going back to the previous article like one of the things that they talked about subscription-based services so, like, you know, we're, we're dealing with a lot more of that in video games, too. So now you're dealing with the challenge that World of, War World of Warcraft has a challenge of its own in competing with other subscription-based services like Microsoft Game Pass. But, you know, I think that's the nice thing about, excuse me, the month-to-month -month, um, opportunity there. And, yeah, I think that there there's certainly flexibility in it. I, I, I lock in six months at a time because I, I play for... I know I'm always going to play it and uh, and it's cheaper that way and you get cool rewards amounts and stuff when you do that. Uh, but yeah, you know what? You know what I'll do, I, Crofton? I will send you a friend request. I'll let you get that first hit for free. Okay. And you could try it for free <laughs> without having any commitment to anything. <laughs> and you can just try it and just see. Let's just see what happens. Okay. Just 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 let it happen, man. You know, just you let know, it seep in. 
It's funny though, because you know when you say somebody says they haven't played World of Warcraft, especially a, a gamer like myself, you feel like, well, you must have played it at least sometime for a few minutes here or a few minutes there. No, I have literally never played. And that's World mind of blowing, dude. That's mind blowing I, to me. It is a little bit, but um, it's uh, World of Warcraft does an, a one of the best jobs I've ever seen of walking a new player through playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they teach you your classes on the way up. It, it does a really, really good job. One of the things I'm going to say is it sort of doesn't matter what you like to do in a video game. It's in World of Warcraft. Yes. Like, if you like Pokemon, it's in World of Warcraft. If you like um, economy-based games like uh, EVE, it's in World of Warcraft. You can play yeah. the auction house all day long and... And, that's its own and game, yeah. People do that all by on all on their own. If you like collecting things, that's in the game. It, it's it's just a uh it, it's got all the things. It definitely hit at a really good time in 2004 when it came out. It it hit, you know, just sort of the or whenever it came. Uh it just hit at just the right time. Um, because I think gaming was ready for for that game. It was easy to play, and I think yep. that's where World of Warcraft um, stepped into that void. Because I was playing another MMO at the time, and and and, and having a good time with that. I was. I have been. I have been subscribed since the week after, and I have never <laughs> let my subscription lapse. I've yes. had it in time, uh, entirely the whole time. Well, let's let's do this. This is a good segue to the next article about BlizzCon Line. Get that pun, uh, Crofton. This one's, this one's actually on you. Do you mind? Do you mind reading the little excerpt there in the show notes? Do you have it up? Yeah, I I, I got it up here. here just hang, hang nice. on two seconds. Uh, so, all right. BlizzCon line will be free for everyone. So Blizzard President J. Allen Brack says February, uh, February's online show will be free to watch and engage in. This is reported by PC Gamer. Um, and so, you know, BlizzCon is one of the big conventions, gaming conventions uh, of the year. I, I can't think of another convention, maybe QuakeCon, of where a singular company draws so much attention to it uh, and its products and and its fan base gets so enthused and engaged and excited and normally blizzard has um you know you can go to the conference center obviously and pay pay to go in but they also have their virtual ticket promotions um and uh i remember i have friends in pa past years that would spend uh, upwards of you know 40 50 bucks uh, canadian to um uh, I always have to preface that uh, <laughs> to, uh, to, to watch, you know, the BlizzCon stuff and to get, and Blizzard would, would throw in, you know, cosmetics in their games and just yep. different things uh, that would mm -hmm. add value to the, to the tickets. So this year, uh, reading the room accurately, I think, uh, while people are in financial duress uh, due to COVID-19, people are at home and all of this. Uh, and Blizzard, let's face it, has not had a great year press wise. Um, nope. <laughs> they, you know, they've they've got a, a lot of their expats out there starting new ventures, different things. Um, meanwhile, uh, they they probably do have after years of talking of Diablo three, this and that. Um, I, they probably have a lot to show, so I think it'll be an exciting year for them. So 
cool cool stuff yeah. guys what do you think about this being a free to play year yeah and, and it's diablo 4 by the way diablo 4 is what they're uh they're working on and, and they're it, all the same they're, they they really are <laughs> to be honest i everybody by the way don't don't write in complaining about that what i just said because you know it's true it's they're basically the same fucking they're, game top they're down they're all great it's not a disparaging they're all great but they're dungeon crawlers yeah a dungeon crawler and, is a dungeon crawler and i really <laughs> think though i, I think is. that this is just a wonderful idea i think that the way that blizzard is approaching this first of all this could be a pr thing because like you said they've kind of had some stumbles here and there beyond that it's a great idea to continue to bring the community close people are are really sad about it diddy and i were talking about it before the show mm -hmm. people posting pictures what, what are your thoughts diddy oh man so i thank you blizzard uh for making it free i mean i i was all ready to pony up the 40 bucks to to pay for the virtual ticket again i would have had no problems doing that but um having been to the to the con a couple of times um yeah all the pictures this week were pretty uh pretty bad it yeah. was it, uh, it's sad makes you look makes you long for for this time and it is fun these cons I mean, okay, so yes, it's about Blizzard, but it's really about going to hang out with everybody that you've you've met. I mean, we get together with guildies there and, and raid team members and stuff. Um and it's just a lot of fun and it's all the all the friends and, and people that you meet and acquaintances that, that make it. You know It is cool, man. I I've never been to a BlizzCon before. You um, and I have to go. Yeah, oh, totally. And, and maybe that's next year, depending on the timing and the baby and all that and the first birthday. But I think that it's going to be uh, – it's definitely something I want to go to. There um, there have always been just wonderful stories of – it's beyond just the games that, that they talk about. It's the camaraderie and people spending time together. So really, really hope that uh, we get to do that next year. And But good job, Liz. If you're going to be watching, write in joystickmouse.gmail.com. Yep. Let us know if you're going to be watching uh, live. I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be very it's interested. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Free. Go watch it. Um, do you, yeah, go ahead. Sir, do you guys expect to see anything? Like, do you, is there something in particular that you'd be watching for this year? Good question. I, so for me, it's more, more news about Overwatch 2. Um, I just saw like yesterday I think it was it was the a year after they announced Overwatch 2 was coming out and I'm very interested in hearing more about that and where that story is going uh opportunities to play the beta because I love Overwatch. Also uh Diablo 4 is something that I'm very interested in hearing more about. We will already I don't I don't anticipate any Warcraft news because of you know Shadowlands is coming out this month and that's it's going to be, you know, that's old news at this point. Um so so that's kind of where my head is at. What about you guys? If they sort of follow their pattern of announcements, um you know, one year it's World of Warcraft, the next one it's sort of, you know, every once in a while they'll drop a bomb like when they did Overwatch, they mm -hmm. just sort of drop it on everybody. Um in uh, on the same year they announced the expansion for World of Warcraft. But Yep. Um, if they follow their pattern, this this will probably be a really really big Diablo four year. They'll go all in and have some cinematics and some gameplay and 
lots of stuff from that. This yeah, year. and the one thing that I will caveat is that people are anticipating at some point StarCraft news to come out. There have been some shifting of personnel uh, at Blizzard to say to say that people are potentially going to be working on a new StarCraft project. I don't think that's going to happen this year. That said, it we have something on the horizon StarCraft-wise. That's all I know. And I don't think it's RTS-related. I, I don't think we'll see anything this year from starcraft um i don't and i'm with you there i don't think the next starcraft game will be a uh, rts i think i personally think they are working on a starcraft single player campaign game that'd be set in the set in the starcraft universe yep and i think they could spin that so that into uh a trilogy of games that take it from the perspective of each uh, covenant. Give so me I, a third person if, action, like shooter, like yep. ghost, like what ghost was going to be. Yeah. But less that, yeah, that but, I think was a first person game. Like that was give, a third person. Was it third person? Yeah. Give me something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I so think I, that's where they're going. I just, I guess, like, I know a couple of years ago they got, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, when they announced the D Diablo mobile game there, um, and uh, everybody got angry and because yeah. they they wanted something big. I just feel like, like, with Activision up above saying we want more regular releases, I just anticipate, you know, even, even like, if they put a logo on screen and they say this is in development for something like a StarCraft 3 or uh, a or a, um, uh, you know, a, a StarCraft project, or a new IP, like, that would blow my mind. That would be the thing that I would be most excited about. If for some reason there was some surprise new IP, I would it, I would go nuts. But otherwise, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm an Overwatch guy. Uh, I appreciate any information on Overwatch 2 and, uh, that comes out of that. I'll have yeah, and, and the new IP thing is something I've been thinking a lot about. I definitely think they're working on a new IP. I don't think they're ready to talk about it yet, because yeah. if you look at if you read in between the lines of a lot of their their development work, they're falling behind on a lot of stuff. And that's very clear with Shadowlands getting delayed and, and some of the uh, uh, some of the issues there. So that said, I, I do think that they're working on new IPs to that point about Activision kind of pushing them for more regular releases of stuff. Uh, but I, I would be surprised if we saw anything like that this year. But I want it. I want anything so, that Blizzard makes. So, sort of, you, you sort of mentioned this. I'll bet you we get Diablo Immortal. This, yeah, I Blizzard completely Park. forgot about Diablo I, Immortal, but yeah, I agree. I'll bet you we get it this year. I'll bet you they release it and say you can go download it now. Uh, you have a phone, and... right? Everybody has a phone. It'll <laughs> be great. It'll be great. You'll you'll see. Okay, so <laughs> the BlizzCon that they announced that at—that's the one I was at. That one. Were you? Um, oh. Such and cringe. I got to play the demo, and the demo was really good. It was fun. It nice. was, it was Diablo on your phone. It was mm -hmm. great, and I was like, I can't wait to sit and play this on my iPad. And it's still not here yet, and that Love sort it. of, sort of drives me nuts. Because yeah, I, it was, it was a lot of fun. It would be a cool thing. I mean, it totally makes sense. So. I, I think that they got such blowback and your your perspective is right on there. Like it's like this was this is a cool thing. Why is everybody angry? There's a fair obviously a fair degree of entitlement there. Right. I think I would not surprise me if they were sitting on it 
to and to coincide as as Alex said, download it now, or or, or you said download it now. Um, at the moment that they also have, hey, look at the other hand. Here's some big uh, Diablo Four news. Look at this playable, whatever, whatever, whatever. And meanwhile, download this now uh, so that it's not released in a cavalcade of bad press or whatever. Right. So, yep. Right. Yeah. Amen. But uh, so yeah, you could be you could be right on. It could be could be coming out momentarily. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, it'd be fun. That'd be fun. Well, why don't we uh, talk very quickly about the last uh, news article here that we have? Um, Animal Crossing's characters made an appearance in an NFL crowd this past Sunday as the Detroit Lions used Nintendo's critters to fill an empty stadium. I thought this was adorable. Uh, they're hilarious. Yeah, great. And just very quickly, if you're watching on Twitch. You can see the picture here. There's all your little your little characters from, from Animal Crossing down there. We've seen a lot of this stuff with like characters from South Park filling the, the Broncos stadium. Uh, or was it the the baseball team? I don't know. You know, oh, okay. So yeah. they're yeah. yeah. So they're you know, they're finding funny little ways to fill the stadium. Um, so this blew up on Twitter. I saw I had this I switched games so I could go see this. <laughs> And so they were showing shots of the stands on the Lions game. It was pretty funny. That's rad, man. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, why don't we do this? Let's uh, let's jump right into uh, our full stream ahead news. Oh, that horn means one thing. It's time for full stream ahead. And uh, let's see. Did you got the article? All right. So long ago. On this show, we predicted that the Switch would have some sort of cloud streaming functionality. After all, the Switch is powered by the same Tegra X1 chip found in NVIDIA's Shield set-top boxes, which are receivers for cloud stream games. Capcom and Ubisoft experimented with pay-as-you-play cloud streaming in Japan. Well, this week we learned out cloud gaming on Switch is finally going mainstream. Uh, A lot of people noticed on the Nintendo store that control was available on the storefront. And I was like, there's no way that control plays on the switch. They're just, I've fired that up in, in the PC and I had an RTX 2080 sitting there and it, and it, struggles. you know, it doesn't struggle, but you know, it at max definitely, yeah. uh, definitely knows that it's playing a game. Um, and I thought there's no way that this plays. And once you download the game, you realize it's playing in, in a cloud setting. So you launch the game, cool. it fires up on the cloud and all it does is stream it to the switch. And this uh, is how they're going to do these, a triple a titles on the switch. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's the, this is. The, going forward, this is what you're going to see. Oh, totally! And a quick shout out to Alex Dukes, who uh, we mentioned at the so, top of the show, who uh, who wrote in. So yeah, I was just going to mention. So it was funny. I saw this article and this thing blew up, and I was like, "Oh man!" So this is we found our cloud, our uh, our full stream ahead article, and then um, uh, Alex sent in a uh, uh, an email and said, "Yeah, the, the other night I happened to see Control was available on the Nintendo eShop." Knowing that my base PS4 struggles to run control, I was just shocked to see it available for the Switch. Turns out, Run Switch v- runs on the Switch via a cloud gaming platform. 
Do you think Nintendo leans into cloud gaming to offer more graphic-intensive third-party games on the Switch, or do you still think we'll see a Nintendo Switch Pro? I think you will still... I think both of those things. I do, too. I think you will still see a Nintendo Switch Pro with a better screen, but it will still be cloud um, cloud streaming. 4K compatible. Not on... Yeah, yeah, like I, I anticipate a pro, like a a 4K compatible, uh, like when docked 4K. Yep. Uh, and extra processing power, perhaps in that dock, something something to that effect. Or you pay a little extra, and you can play through that cloud gaming uh, on a monthly fee, maybe uh, to to experience 4K. Uh, through your existing hardware, maybe. Um, so we'll we'll see. I don't know, Crofton. Do you have any any thoughts or anticipation about that yourself? So two two thoughts. Number one, um, I found it really interesting that you cannot buy control on the Switch unless you play the demo. So that is a weird mode. And what it does clearly is to ascertain your internet capabilities, so they're not issuing a zillion refunds. Very interesting. You download. Yeah. You download yep. the demo, it tests your system, and then it lets you buy the game. So that may be a way forward to avoid what I saw was the biggest problem, which is that people buying it and then not having you know, the, the tech capacities to play it. But the other thing and the part that I am confused about a little bit is because I know that other games like Resident Evil 7 in Japan, I think, and, and, and a couple of other games have done this, Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the switch i am unclear if this is in any way being facilitated or supported by nintendo itself or if this is third-party developers trying to find ways to make these games work because i will say this is out of the ordinary for nintendo um nintendo does not normally do like top graphics top this cutting edge technology um they're all about easy pick up and play stick your cartridge in, you know, download a couple of things because I would say I expect a switch pro. I expect it to have a bigger screen. I expect it, it maybe to be a little bit more durable, all of these things as to having the 4k, all of this sort of functionality. If they, if they're already dipping their toe in it, then yes, that makes sense. But to me, this feels like a bunch of third parties that are kind of exploring ways to do it. I don't know if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, I, I think Nintendo is absolutely behind this 100%. This is this is Nintendo trying to grab a piece of a market that they've never had before. They've never been able to pull this market before. Right. And now they can. And I I think this is Nintendo partnering with these with these companies to say, "Hey, put it on our platform and we'll let you do your your cloud gaming." We we'll, we're all in on that. Yeah. So I, I think Nintendo is behind this 100%. Yeah. I just want to point out that right now, I, I, I don't want to say it officially because th- I do have a lot of frustrations with the Switch, but I, I'm leading to it being, just based on the experiences with my daughter and all this, my, my favorite video game console of all time. Oh, and yeah. that's a big that's a big statement for someone who's so nostalgia-driven as I am. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so like, I mean, anything that would help reinforce and the switch and all of that i i'm all for it like if it gets me more mileage out of my switch i'm 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 happy yeah no i, I love that i love what you're i love what you're saying because it, it's definitely my favorite 
console as well and i love to play it all, all time so yeah so i i it's probably sort of for the same reasons though the gamecube is my favorite console of all time I, that thing was just, first off you couldn't you couldn't break it the thing yeah. just it didn't that's a sturdy machine yes what, yes didn't matter what you did to it it, it had just a freaking handle on legit. it like it, 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 it wanted to be worked. carried <laughs> We took that thing on road trips. Um, we put an inverter in the van and uh, bought screens for the for the van, and the kids played that on long road trips mm. for for hours and hours and hours on end. It got thrown in the back seat. It got, so got funny. beat up, and and it just never broke. It just always worked. It was amazing. Great so console. Funny. Yeah. Well, we do have a video game review to talk about because our guest here has brought one. So, so why don't we jump right into that? Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I'm were surprised. Crofton, explain to me the whole uh, what's this whole hullabaloo about this game called uh, what is it? Hades? 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 Well, that's that might be how you Hades? how you pronounce it in uh, in America, but here in Canada, <laughs> we call it Hades. Oh, uh, and. Uh, and I will be honest, like I mentioned Cyberpunk off the hop, and this was a game that I was really anticipating. But there's something to be said about games that sneak up on you that you weren't really paying attention to, or that you, and then and then you know, you hear some good things about it, and then you try out and they just sink their hooks into you, and you're like, Wow, I can't believe I may have almost missed this one or or what have you. And and Hades was that for me. Have either of you gentlemen played Hades or I, before? I have not, and it looks I have not. like so much fun and I definitely want to play it. Um, you know, uh, if you're if you like Diablo and stuff like that, and I know that's a, a, a se seemingly a weird comparison to make, but you will like uh, Hades. It's, it's very much designed in that sort of um, in a similar fashion. What it is, is a, it's a it's a rogue like game, which is a, a you know, a rogue was a game where if you die, you got to restart from the beginning uh rogue likes are games that are like that it's light in the sense that you can upgrade your character between runs and it's it's set in the um greek world greek mythos you're the son of hades the god of the underworld that takes place primarily at the house of hades and there's all these characters that has this great art style that's super giant the company that, that makes the game they always do for. such a good job yeah it's the same artist and it's stylized music amazing voice acting it's crazy what they can do with with good voice acting because a lot of these characters that you're speaking to i mean they are just it's an art model that you're speaking to like a, a picture and they animate a little bit but they're it's not it's not like you know when you talk to an npc in diablo it's kind of the same deal it's like you get a little picture of them and and that it's 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 very similar in that regard uh and then you go and you're trying to escape and go up through the like tartarus and all these different levels to get to the surface and um and so you go on these runs where you're trying to escape uh and and then when you die you start over again you upgrade your guy you talk to some of the characters you learn a little bit more about the story and then you do it again and um there's different weapons and they all play differently. So it feels different each time. It's like playing a different class and uh, there's upgrades, permanent upgrades you can make to your character. Um, and it, once you, you get to the point where you're able to successfully escape, 
Well, the game doesn't end there. Credits don't roll. There's more to it than that. Uh, but a successful run will take you roughly an hour. So, or maybe a little less. Gotcha. So, so that's a good that's a good space to exist in for someone like me that has a certain amount of time available to play. Um, you know, you can do oh, I can I can do a Hades run, and then the magic of this game, and what I think is the, the most impressive feat that it pulls off, is that in most rogue likes or rogue lights, you when you when you die you are very frustrated <laughs> because you've lost a lot. You know, you know, you have to start the entire game over. You go back to the beginning. It's a good place to stop. Well, Hades kind of rewards that death in a way, because when you die, you go back to the house of Hades, which is the hub world. And there's all these characters that now have new story and new context. They react to maybe your run. Like if a certain creature killed you or whatever, they'll come, maybe they'll comment on that. Often you're, you're dying to the bosses. So they'll, they'll comment on those maybe a little bit more. Um, and the story sort of unfurls over run after run after run a little bit a little bit, a little bit. And by the time you've spoken to all these characters in the house of Hades, you've kind of given attributes to your character and built them up a little bit. You, you maybe upgraded a weapon or so you're kind of ready for another run. You're like, well, you know what? That was pretty good. I'm, I'm no longer frustrated about that stupid Hydra death. Let's do this again. And yeah. so, um, so it's magic. Uh, and for that reason, like I just, you know, like, I don't know what your rating system is on the show. I'm going to say, Oh, it's at a 10. I would say it's a nine for sure for me, but a lot of people would, um, and, and friends that I have would, would give it a 10 easy. I would say that, uh, it is a nine just because, um, maybe it should be a 10 just because, uh, it's one of those games where, um, you know, I'm a little bit more aware of these, th this mechanic now would the idea of that, that people with addictive personalities will have a hard time walking away from this game because you're, you're going to get into that civilization. One more turn thing that yes. one more run. Yeah. Um, and you, and they've, like I said, they've made it easier to seg from one run to the other. Right. So it, the only reason I hold back that precious 10 is just because I feel like this is not a game I would necessarily recommend to everyone. If I knew somebody had a personality where they just cannot walk away, this might not be the game for them, but if you can, like I can, then I mean, it's an amazing game, man. This, this looks like it's right up my alley and I, and I, it's definitely on my list of things to try. And ev actually yeah, I've had a lot of people telling me to go play it. Um, and yeah, I might try this. It looks pretty good. Yeah. It look the, the art style is, has always sold me and, and I love how quick the gameplay is. It just, it looks like it's right up my alley. So solid nine out of 10. W would you stick with the nine out of 10 or did you talk yourself into a 10 out of 10? No, no. I like, if you were doing 0.5s, I, I could get up to 9.5. I sure. can't go full 10. Yeah. One thing I will say that's reserved for the Witcher three. Um, but one, one thing I, I will say about the, uh, about the nine, cause I, I didn't mention the gameplay really very much. It, it's very thumb candy. It feels really good when you're going through it yeah. and it is a dungeon crawler. So you are like, you know, you have an attack you have a, ca a cast and you have a special and you're able to upgrade those accordingly. You get boons from the gods. And uh, what happens is each run, like there's, you know, Poseidon's boons have, you know, pushback. Zeus's boons have lightning, you know, they do different things. And so you could, you might get, you get a choice of three boons when you pick them up. 
And uh, so you can mix and match. And then some, there's some that work together and all of that. So every run is different in that way. And you get to learn which ones are good. Aphrodite's does weak, but um, you know, uh, what is it? Aries is do doom, which has mm. another effect like poison. Um, so, so you get, you get into this, like, what's my best combo for min maxers, like people that love that stuff, which is not me, but there are some people who love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. Then it is, then it is really like, it really appeals to them as well. It's got the characters, the story, but also the gameplay and all of, all of that. I only spent, because it's not a very, it's not like a full price game. Like it's like a $30 Canadian game. Well, yeah, it's $20 us uh, right now, which is is what I was going to say. It's on sale right now. So 10 out of 10 at $20, like that is insane. Uh, but because uh, the amount of mileage I've got, like I, I went from Ghost of Tsushima, which I really enjoyed, but it was a very traditional experience. I played that type of game before to a type of game I've never really played before. And I would say I've enjoyed more than Ghost of Tsushima, but I spent well less money on it. Right. So I'm playing it on Switch, by the way. I just bought it uh, while we were sitting here. <laughs> I convinced you. You, you just convinced not, me. No, I will not regret it. Yeah, it's twenty bucks, dude. Like, and, and I'll, I'll stream it at some point soon. I'll stream it at some point too. Sinister Brown Eye in chat says I too was convinced. Yeah, I think that that's that's a done deal. So thanks so much for for sharing your love of that game. Uh, yeah. Write in if you're <laughs> playing it and let us know your thoughts. You can email joystickandmouse at gmail dot com. So. Uh, Thank you guys for listening because Ryan Murphy uh, on my other show is so sick of me talking about Hades because I've gone like three episodes. What are you playing? Still Hades, you know? uh... (laughs) No, when I, uh, you know, I'm still trying to talk him into playing Phasmophobia with me, Uh, but he's he's just being a little he's a little little scary cat when it comes to scary games. So I'll bug him about that. Now you can take a break with Hades and I'll bug him about Phasmophobia. That'll be fun. We got to get all of us in there to play that. That'd be fun. Um, Crofton, thanks so much. You did great on today's show. And why don't you take a moment and pimp your stuff? Do and because you know we we covered a lot of ground today. Uh, people may have forgotten, so I will just repeat that uh, I am. Uh, on two podcasts, one is called The Good, Bad, or Bullshit Show. Uh, goodbadbull.com is the website. You can find all our stuff there. You can follow us online at Good Bad Bull as well. It's a show where we draw a random topic every week. Everything from, you know, flip-flops to democracy to Google. And we decide if it's good, if it's bad, or if it's bullshit. We each deliver our verdicts. It's a, it's a good amount of time. You probably won't leave smarter, but you'll leave more entertained. Um and uh, and the other show is Dungeons and Diapers, which I mentioned. I do that with Ryan Murphy. Uh, TGIstudios.com slash dad is the show um, URL. And uh, it, is a, it is a show where we sort of talk about the balance between fatherhood and geekly pursuits. That's where I get to talk about the video games and, and the other things that I've got going on. Uh, you can also follow me online for all my witty tweets. That's at Crofton Steers. By having the name Crofton Steers, I've also managed to secure all this sort of like domain names. Nobody else is ever going to take those. Uh, and if they do, they'll have to deal with my wrath. So same here, Alex Alvisu and alexalvisu.com. It's easy. Yeah, sweet. That's yeah. amazing. I should get croftonsteers.com before somebody like no, Bo go takes it. Takes no, it and kidding. trolls me with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Crofton Steers, thanks so much for for being our guest today while Jay Dimes was dealing with work stuff. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and clap thing, clap it out, guys? 
That'll be a show. Everybody at home, thanks so much for watching. And uh, everybody on Twitch, thank you for watching. We uh, stream this live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash alexalbisu. Uh, you can follow the show and all that we do and get all of our contact information by heading over to joystickandmouse.com. If you want to comment on anything that we talked about today, email joystickandmouse at gmail.com, just like Alex Dukes did. And we gave him a nice little shout out. You can be just like Alex by writing in. So, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Diddy, say goodbye. See you later, folks. All right, Crofton, on you. See you soon. Take care, everybody. Be good to yourself, and be good to others. If you like this show, check out more great content at IncastMediaNetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> eh. I like adding that little eh from Jerry Tolbert at the end. <laughs> <laughs>